Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Time is kind of one of the two finite things in the world, right? You can have time and you can have Bitcoin. As more people start to understand this over time, as an employee or, a, you know, someone trying to earn a living, I would want to be trading my time for the best possible money that I could. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Scott Deedles, who has 15 years of experience working in the Canadian benefits and pension space and is part of the Bitcoiner class of 2020. He founded Block Rewards in 2023 to help Canadian employers build Bitcoin into compensation and benefits. If you're not a business owner in Canada, I think you'll still find a lot of value in this episode because a lot of the things we talk about are simply ways to think about how to use Bitcoin to compensate employees. But obviously, if you're in Canada, Scott is a great resource for you. Now, before we get to today's interview, we do have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and this week is the Langley Bitcoin Meetup. The Langley Bitcoin Meetup based in Langley, British Columbia, had its very first meetup this week. It has a goal of connecting Bitcoiners and supporting merchants that accept Bitcoin. They're holding their monthly meetup at Poseidon, a Greek restaurant that's recently started accepting Bitcoin, and they encourage every member to bring a topic that they've researched and want to talk about. You can find the host on Twitter at underscore Mike DeGroot or on the Orange Pill app. They're also connected with the Vancouver Bitcoiners, which you can find on Twitter at van bitcoiners those links are down below along with a link to the oshi app that will help you to find a bitcoin meetup close to you i also want to take a minute to thank those of you who have been listening to and supporting the show on the fountain app bowtied groundhog and ralphie especially have been streaming sats to the show as they've been listening and there are a handful of boosts that i want to highlight as well First of all, E. Alver 13 sent 4,900 sats and said, this was fun, Josh. Nice job. I'm assuming that's Eric Alvarez from last episode. Thank you very much for that. Also, Mike DeGroot sent 980 sats. He said, great episode. I love hearing more about what people are doing to integrate Lightning. It's a no-brainer for businesses to give their customers the option to pay in BTC. And Mike, I absolutely agree with you. And that's one of the reasons this show exists. John IRL also sent an epic 49,000 sat boost. So thank you very much for that, John. Torp Hoddle sent a 205 sat boost and said superb sauce, talking about a couple episodes ago with Sam Hastings and his hot sauce business. 
Finally, we have two boosts from the Morgan Richard episode. User 698-116-240-456-958 boosted 98 sats. And Greg in LapY sent 9,015 sats saying, good one. Thank you to all who have been supporting the show. I'm looking forward to growing the outreach of this show through your support. If you'd like to stream sats while listening to this podcast or sending a boost with a message, I'll certainly be giving you a shout out in future episodes. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Scott right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. You ready for these? Hit me. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? It was uh, the spring of 2020. I'm Canadian and um, my background is uh, I've been I spent most of my working career working in benefits and pension consulting. And uh, the spring of 2020 in Canada was a wild time uh, as far as an unprecedented expansion of uh, social programs and money creation. The government in Canada basically paid everybody to uh, pay their workers to stay home paid everybody to keep their businesses shut. Um, so it was it was right around that time that I started to get curious about inflation. And uh, my background, um, educationally, I, I was a history in undergrad. So I, I didn't come up through commerce or, or business school. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to first start reading, uh, you know, I, I went to, to the library and took out a bunch of uh, economics textbooks, university economics textbooks, and started reading, turned off Netflix. And uh, eventually one of those uh, books led me to a, a book called The Price of Tomorrow, which happens to be written by a Canadian mm. Bitcoiner named Jeff Booth. Yep. Brilliant book. Uh, really blew my mind. And that, that was kind of the start for me of starting to understand concepts like hard money, soft money. And, and it went from there. I'm curious about that book before we get to question number two. Really, Bitcoin is only briefly mentioned. It's solidly a Bitcoiner book, but... Was it that small, you know, like paragraph or sentence or two that talks about Bitcoin that led you to the next step? Or kind of how did you go from price of tomorrow to Bitcoin? That's a good question. Yeah. You know, I think it was this. It's the paradox of why technology should be providing us deflationary price reductions. And mm. the, it's it's Jeff's way of discussing the impossible sort of opposition of our financial system requires the price of everything to go up for tomorrow uh, for forever and uh mm-hmm. and, and yeah so that that was what got me curious about so if this is a fixed uh permanent feature of every monetary system um i need to learn more about this bitcoin thing and and i did i think i think the next book i read was uh safe's bitcoin standard and and after that i was yep. i was pretty well on my way so question number two is this, what's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? You know, I think it's like a two part answer. One is it's legitimate. So mm-hmm. I, I feel that generally people feel that money is conferred legitimacy by banks and governments. And for this reason, a lot of people have the tendency to want to think that Bitcoin is, is illegitimate because you can't put a face or an institution 
on, uh, you know, you can't pin it on any one body. And you know, there are recognizable organizations, you know, high profile miners who are involved in the Bitcoin network, but, but it doesn't, it's not obvious to outsiders from whom it, it sprouted or who granted it, who, who created it. It's legitimate in spite of that. And uh, you know, so part two, I think, is this idea of that, that it's not backed by anything or it's, it's value is just like anything else. It's a speculative, it's the work that goes into you know, the, the computational work provided by the miners that provide it, uh, that create its value because Bitcoins aren't created out of nothing. And so it's this idea that its legitimacy comes from the robust amount of effort that goes into operating and maintaining the network. That's what I try to tell people. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? I'm a little bit biased on this one. I, I wrote a Bitcoin book myself, and okay. uh, it is by no means anywhere near the best Bitcoin book out there, and it's definitely not meant to be. Uh, but it, it is the resource I recommend the most often. Having been most of my career in financial services, most of my friends are industry people too. And so I spent a lot of time unsuccessfully orange-pilling financial services professionals. And those are the people I tend mm -hmm. to want to talk to Bitcoin about the most because you know, when you get into Bitcoin, it, it's just so obvious how many different financial services uh, are going to be are interrupted or impacted or changed as Bitcoin becomes more common, commonly uh, accepted and more mainstream. Mm -hmm. But uh, financial services professionals tend to have uh, their own set of biases and obstacles in understanding and onboarding Bitcoin ideas. So my book's just designed to try and uh, help them navigate that in a simple way. Beyond Bitcoin, and I think this will be interesting because you've recently started a new business. And so you might have some particular insight into getting something off the ground here. But beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? I'm, I'm actually in the process of starting my own podcast. And I, uh, so I, I, I would say a resource, it's, a re, it's been a resource and a tool and, and a source of ideas. I'm, I'm using a, a, a podcast production company that's called Podigy. And so they are working mm -hmm. with me on coaching around the content, the creation. And uh, it's, it's a totally new thing for me, you know, as you can, yep. you can probably relate to, right? I think it's, um, but I, I'm excited. You know, you can see very early on how it creates new opportunities to advertise, connect mm -hmm. to audience, create value for customers or potential, uh, you know, uh, people who may be interested in your content. So it's, it's a different... Uh, different thing for me as far as anything I've ever done before. But yeah, I have to say that. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question. And it's this, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? You know, I, I, I love this question when I was reading the prep and I want to be a why not person. And I think if I'm being honest with myself, I'm a why. And what I took away from this question is like, I need to really change the way I look at problems because um, it should be a why not situation. I, this is my answer and I'm, I'm going forward. I'm going to make more of an effort after seeing this question to start to view things from that way. I, I think it's a better, it's a better lens to look at the world in terms of why something, why will this not work rather than why mm -hmm. would it work? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Both both questions have their place in time, and each person generally has a tendency to be more one than the other. And so, uh, depending on which you are, the other question is probably one you need to bring into your life a little bit more. So, I appreciate that answer. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high-net-worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Today, we're talking about your new business block rewards. I'm excited to hear from you a little bit about it and what you're looking to do. So could you share with us block rewards? What is it and why did you start it? For sure. And uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to come in here and talk a little bit about it. Um, I mentioned my my career history in benefits and pensions. So uh, going back to spring of 2020, I have this revelation that Bitcoin is legitimate, you know, and this is why I it's my thing. I like to talk to people about it. And this is a serious thing. Um, I think with Bitcoin, what happens often is people start to understand it as they start to then um, relate it to their own personal expertise and start to think about like, well, what's my what's my Bitcoin contribution going to be? And how am I going to get involved? And I want to be a part of it. And, you know, like if you're a mechanical engineer, you understand, you know, heating and gas. These These people get into designing systems for mining and stuff. It just happens that my background is is financial services retail, specifically to do with kind of compensation and benefits. And like I said, as, as I started to understand, you know, how deep this rabbit hole goes, um, Bitcoin has a, a massive role to play in the way companies interact with their staff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, employers can compete with, with each other for top talent and retaining top talent is a critical part of companies' long-term vision of being successful. Employees need to um, do what they, you know, what they can for their their careers and for their families. And right in the middle of them is going to be this thing that's the the hardest money ever. And uh, our time and our, uh, you know, time is kind of one of the two finite things in the world, right? You can have time and you can have Bitcoin. So uh, to me, um, as the as more people start to understand this over time, as an employee or uh, you know someone trying to earn a living, I would want to be trading my time for the best possible money that I could. And so mm-hmm. um, Block Rewards is a Canadian company that is, uh, for now, focused on Canadian employers, 
building out a roadmap to uh, help employ uh, help employers build Bitcoin into compensation and benefits. And um, the service of being able to pay your staff in Bitcoin, like that's, I know that that's not something that's new. People have been doing that. That's a service that's been available for some time. Um, what what BlockRoads is about and what it's where it's going to be a little bit different is it really is a, at the core um, a benefits and compensation company. So beyond helping employers just with the how do you do this, we really uh, work with companies around the why you would do it. And the, you know, it's going to look different for every single company. So it could mm-hmm. be just building it into into salary, uh, into salary structure in a flexible way. It could be um, sliding it into rewards and building uh, rewards and incentive programs around uh, Bitcoin with Bitcoin education. And it could be employer sponsored savings programs. And that could look a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. And we have different products for um Retirement savings in Canada works a little bit differently in the U.S. Um, and one difference right now is is that we can't custody uh, Bitcoin inside uh, our version of sort of a 401k or IRA. It's called an RSP, mm-hmm. a Registered Retirement Savings Plan. So we do have we do though have um, Bitcoin ETFs in Canada already. Uh, so people can get exposure uh, if they want ex- exposure to Bitcoin price, but uh, you know, as a Bitcoiner, you probably understand. Uh, I believe it, it's it's a more important thing to get people educated, understanding, and holding yep. actual Bitcoin. Yep. And so this is this is where we want to build employer-sponsored savings programs that are based around actually having employees custody their own Bitcoin, earn Bitcoin, custody Bitcoin, reward in Bitcoin, use it as a tool for companies to differentiate themselves as employers of preference. Uh, as a way to retu- uh, retain staff and, and drive productivity through granting them this like awesome understanding of this powerful financial tool. So you mentioned that you are, for now at least, working uh, for or working with Canadian companies, Canadian business owners. Is that because there are differences when it comes to employees and employee benefits between Canada, the United States, maybe other countries that you would consider working with in the future, and it's just not worth getting into the weeds there now. What went into that decision? Yeah, it's just a sort of a crawl before you can run approach. I would love to have this be, uh, you know, I think it's everybody in the world should have the opportunity to earn Bitcoin at work, earn better money. This is something that I'm really, uh, I think everyone should have the opportunity to do, but we're going to start small. And uh, even just in Canada, you know, there's Hundreds of thousands of businesses sure. that might potentially yep. uh, benefit from this. As you've been talking with business owners about this possibility, whether or not you're working with them yet, what have people been saying? What has their response been? Have people been open to the idea or are you going to have to sell people hard on this idea? Kind of work hard to get them to see your perspective on the value of Bitcoin. Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, it is a little bit of what Satoshi said about if you don't understand this, uh, you know, I, I don't have time to help you. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in the business of helping people understand this. And so mm-hmm. um, making it relevant, I think, is probably the biggest challenge. Uh, unfortunately, for Canada right now, I mean, we, we are experiencing a crisis of affordability. So our, our inflation, the uh, financial markets work in Canada is we're really quite tied to the U.S. Uh, Fed interest rate policy, regardless of what's happening in the Canadian economy. 
And this 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 means that sort of uh, inflation gets gets exported to Canada and will be you know, more severe up here. Uh, mm -hmm. not, not not to mention our uh, federal financial policy has been more socialist. So we we're, we have more debt. We, we are the most indebted country in the G7 by far. Mm. So um, the it's it's still a bit of a stretch to help people understand how this thing that they're they're still trying to understand if it's whether it's even legitimate or not is going to be a tool yeah. to help people with affordability but we do have a like a fertile ground here people are people are, are starting to really scratch their heads as far as how uh, how or how's this thing going to work and um as you know businesses only have uh so they, you know you can only raise salaries so much and still have a business. So at some point, uh, I feel that um, people are going are gonna to be more open to hearing these ideas in the near future. And first of all, for Canadian listeners, now you have a great option. Someone who's dedicated to you and your country and understands that landscape. But for every other business owner listening to this podcast, I think it's it's important to begin thinking about how you can incorporate Bitcoin into your benefits plan for employees. Scott, I'm curious if you could share some of the ways to think about that. Obviously, you have people uh, who are working in your, your business who think that Bitcoin's a scam, who don't want anything to do with it. You have people that might be open to it, people that really like it. Uh, how do you think about setting up some sort of plan that works for these different types of people? Is it an across the board thing? Is it only if you're interested, this is an option? What are some considerations that business owners should be thinking through when trying to set something up for their business? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I think that uh, regardless of your personal opinion on Bitcoin, you know, most people who are in in the chair running businesses care a lot about their, their business. And uh there are other businesses that are well down this path already. So, you know, to your starting question about why or why not, you know, I would just encourage people to try to approach this from a place of inquiry. And other people are seeing something that um, you may or may not have seen or may not or may uh, end up agreeing with. But it's it's a valid idea, at least for, for a number of uh, businesses so far. And, uh, you know, I have confidence going to grow. So um, start with a place of inquiry. I think that... Uh, Voluntary programs are, mm -hmm. you know, this is this is the way, and yeah. because you're also going to be rolling things out to staff, and so um, right now it's a potential tool, and it's a tool that requires a lot of education, understanding, and comfort. So if you're thinking about, you know, the option of um, full or partial salary in Bitcoin, that's a great place to start. Uh, by offering it, you're going to build that comfort into your own company. Um, you're going to uh, start to understand and watch Bitcoin probably more closely. And if it's, if it's a flexible amount, then you have, you know, so we have people who take 5% of their salary, Bitcoin, 10%. We have some that take 50 or even higher. Um, but that that's personal choice. So if the option's just available to staff, then you're going to have some that, that take zero and probably think the people who are doing it are crazy. And, and that's, everyone's going to be on their own personal journey. So I, I think that programs being optional is important. Um, you know, if you want to include things, uh, you know, voluntary, um, uh, employer only purchase is something that we do as well. So a bonus, uh, performance-based bonus, say where everyone in the company gets 300 bucks of Bitcoin. One time thing, you know, company exceeded uh, expectations in the quarter. 
want to do something different. And instead of having a um, staff event or something, uh, you know, is a, is this is a, so you can create Bitcoin incentives and and build a, build education component around it. And that's that's an interesting way to be different. I think that Bitcoin and benefits is something that, um, you know, there's only so many different things you can do with benefits, flexible, you know, work from home, all these different things. And uh, com- companies are continually trying to separate themselves and stand out as different. And so you're, you're actually doing two things when you include Bitcoin and benefits. You're offering something that's unique, um, but you're also demonstrating to the, to the hiring market that you're forward thinking, open-minded, um, you know, it's a, it's a, Bitcoin is a built on um, personal responsibility and accountability. So you're also sending a signal out that, you know, hey, where this is, these are sort of values that probably resonate with our organization. So you know, I, th- I think there's a lot there. And uh, it's also, you know, you have to, you have to put the work in. So I think you're by, by starting to include Bitcoin in the fabric of your company, you're going to start attracting a certain kind of person. And, uh, you know, typically people who to, to arrive at a place where you understand Bitcoin, you, you do need to put in a lot of intellectual work. And so um, you're, you're going to be self-selecting a lot of candidates that are probably inclined to be those kinds of people anyways. It, it, you know, it's it's a it's a cycle that will sort of feed itself in, in a lot of positive ways. Are you able to bring any anecdotes to employers about how employees think about Bitcoin. They're really, because you hear, we've had um, a conversation or two on this podcast before about how Bitcoin can be attractive. We even, I think we had an example of someone with a specific story that they had in their own business about someone being interested in a particular position or the position catching their eye because Bitcoin was part of the deal. Do you have stories like that that you can take to employers so that they can see that there are people out there who are specifically attracted to uh, certain positions because of the Bitcoin element. I, I have a few customers already where it's it's been the difference in be- mm. between uh, getting a preferred candidate or not. And, and this is actually where I think that um, why I'm so convinced this service is, go- is going to be fairly ubiquitous at some point in the next five years is um, the Bitcoin thing, Bitcoin compensation and benefits will become real for every HR and hiring manager, the first time they're in a scenario where they've gotten down to the nitty gritty, they've identified a candidate they want, and that candidate says to them, like, can you accommodate 20% of my salary in Bitcoin? And it will happen for each person in, you know, in, the, in those decision-making positions. It, there will be the first time that it happens to all of them. And each of them is going to have this moment, a head scratch of like, no. How, or how would we even do that? Or why would we do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I have a, I have a lot of stories like that, and I think it's um, our our goal is to be be there for when when companies uh, when it happens, we we know how to help you. Then, when it comes to block rewards, do you provide the infrastructure for? employers or is it that you're kind of the expert the consultant that comes in and helps them to identify what services are going to work best for their situation yeah so we we are the infrastructure we are a non-custodial service so we we don't do any we don't do any um holding any assets or we we don't uh custody anything for employees so um but we we are the infrastructure to facilitate basically any sort of a, a structure 
uh, Bitcoin purchase through payroll. So it all it all happens through through the employer. What are some final thoughts that you might have for the audience, especially employers who are considering uh, Bitcoin for their business, but specifically to pay their employees? Some final thoughts and then maybe some places that you'd like people to go to learn more about block rewards and potentially working with you in the future. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, it's a one way street, right? The we get we get a lot of noise in the news about inflation numbers come, going up and down. And with that is this confusion that if inflation comes down, prices are going to come down. Like it's a it's a genie in the bottle, right? So affordability and uh, inflation often get a little bit commingled, and like we're, we're not going to see uh, the price of food return to the the twenty fifteen prices ever. Mm. And and it's it's just a this is the way of things, and so. Uh, whether it becomes urgent or not now, um, hard money is going to be an idea that the, the genie's out of that bottle too. Because you can yep. see now, like yesterday on Twitter, uh, Louis C.K. was like, you have, you have non-Bitcoin people starting to talk about fiat money and all of these concepts that were really alien. I would say even in 2020, when I started learning about this stuff, um, almost nobody is talking about it. So... Every company is in the business of paying their staff, retaining their staff, and basically it, this is a topic that is only probably going to become more and more topical. So that, that, that is my advice is whether you're, uh, you're uh, wherever you are in your opinion of Bitcoin, it's a great time to be learning about it right now. And uh, there's nothing but opportunity in terms mm -hmm. of how you might be able to integrate it and, and um, look at Michael Saylor. You know, I, I'm always amazed at how here is a guy who is, he's an MIT, uh, he's an MIT grad. The guy's clearly, you know, sharp as a tack, <laughs> yep. running one of America's largest and most successful companies. And he is executing a one-of-one -one strategy. Yep. Like he's, he's a one of a kind. And I'm just amazed that, and it's working really well, like MicroStrategy's uh, balance sheets improved. Their stock price has done uh, has improved. There is like you know like there's all by every metric, his Bitcoin strategy is crushing it. And it's like, why isn't why aren't more business schools? Why aren't more executives studying this guy and just mm -hmm. attempting to understand what it is that's that's got his like tiger by the tail? So you know, I think that. Uh, People should be really, really taking a strong look and considering about whether or not he's uh, he's onto something or not. It's one of those things that, you know, f for Michael Saylor, a lot of people probably won't care to research or if they do care, they probably won't feel like they have uh, the ability to because he's so outside of the mainstream. And I think what Michael Saylor's doing, like you said, is a one of one strategy, something that I admire a lot. But I think that it's just. Uh, too far outside, we'll say outside the Overton window to to get much attention until the, the sure. until the the game's already been played, and so I think we have such a an opportunity here to be people that we can we can see with our eyes what's happening. We can say uh, place a value judgment on it. I, yes, I think this is incredibly valuable, and at a much smaller scale in our own businesses, we can begin paying people in Bitcoin, helping them adopt Bitcoin. It's not a one-of-one -one strategy, but it's a strategy that puts businesses far ahead of their competitors in the future. So I really appreciate uh, what you're doing to that regard. 
Yeah, thanks. And you're exactly right. Like, and this is the thing, your average listener and 99% of the companies out there aren't Fortune 500 companies. But at the same time, that's what creates the opportunity. You know, yeah. if you're if you're operating a small or medium-sized enterprise, you you do have the flexibility to take a step out and be different and mm-hmm. do whatever it is you think is going to benefit your your company. And um this is where I, I sort of tell everyone, it's like, you, you may end up again after doing some research thinking it's not for you and that's fine. Just don't, you know, you don't want to be the person that missed it in, entirely out of sort of intellectual laziness or having made your mind up over something that you really hadn't done any work to understand. Yeah, I haven't really thought of this before. Which which do you think is better to uh, have not looked into it fully and to have that excuse or to look into it and decide against it only to be only only to discover you are wrong in the future? Which of those is, is more painful in your mind? I'm curious. Probably the second would be my guess, because you just you just really need to keep digging. I I haven't really met anyone ever who I found has done sufficient work and come away with still thinking that they didn't get it. Like most of the people like I just it's a really dense topic and it's super abstract. It it works basically backwards to the the entire way we've been educated about money our whole lives. Mm -hmm. But but most people get get an inch into the crust you know they dig down an inch and uh and and if you stop there um that that's going to be a tough pill to swallow when uh when this thing continues to you know it i often sort of as there are all kinds of analogies in bitcoin but there definitely would have been somebody walking around their office in 1996 being like you know this email thing we're not going to be using letters or fax machines no one's going to be using fax machines or yeah, I mean, there are video clips ever. like that out there right now. It's, it, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. like like from people talking about the Internet and whatnot. I'm sure you've seen some of these, uh, but it's just the, the the views that people had in the past about technologies that are prolific today. Uh, you just you look at them and you laugh. But you got to think that uh, there'll be a handful of those in 10 years, 15, 20 years time that people will look up back on from even this year and just laugh at. Yeah. I mean, uh, and there are still, you know, people like Paul Krugman, these are Nobel prize economists that are saying that this is not going to work. And it's, you know, the other thing, maybe just to to tack one more on it, what people need to understand about Bitcoin is it's not like it launched yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's been running for almost 15 years. A lot of people who get new to Bitcoin, it's like, because they've just discovered it, they have the sense that it's, it's only now something that's real. Mm Uh, Bitcoin's been very real, actually, from the very beginning. Like it was, it was real for ten years before I took a look at it. Sure, and uh, very real. <laughs> so that that's going to be a realization that a lot of people continually have looking back. Mm. So uh, to wrap up today's interview, where can people go to find out about Block Rewards and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, um, I'm active on Twitter. Uh, my personal account is called Lantern Bitcoin. and uh, there is a Block Rewards account as well that is Block underscore Rewards. The website's blockrewards.ca. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to get professional. I, I love to connect. Uh, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada doesn't bother me at all. So you can find me on LinkedIn and uh, happy to reach out. And if you wanted to start a conversation with me directly, you can catch me at scott at blockrewards.ca. Great. Scott, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Scott, you can find those links down in the show notes. And if you're a Canadian business owner, definitely consider Block Rewards. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. 
If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any Lightning wallet. And one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app, you can earn sats just by listening on Fountain. Check out the link in the show notes to get started with Fountain today. 